Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Former President Trump has paid the $110,000 in, fi- $100, in fines he racked up after being held in contempt of court for being slow to respond to a civil subpoena issued by the New York Attorney General. They said Trump paid the fine yesterday but still must submit additional paperwork in order to have the contempt order lifted. This is, of course, him not complying with that subpoena into a long-running investigation into his business practices. Uh, Don't look now. President Biden's approval rating is as low as Wall Street right now. It is down to 39 percent of U.S. adults who approve of Joe Biden's performance, uh, dipping from the already negative ratings a month earlier. Overall, two in 10 adults say the U.S. is headed in the right direction or that the economy is good. Both of those are down from 3 in 10. Most of those drops actually came from Democrats themselves, uh, self-described Democrats. 33% of Democrats say the country is headed in the right direction. The first of several funerals for the 10 people massacred at that supermarket in Buffalo was planned for today. One day after the victims' families called on the country to confront the threat of white supremacist violence. Private service was scheduled today for Hayward Patterson. He was a beloved deacon at a church not far from that Tops-friendly market. A quick tech thing to drive conversation this weekend. The long-awaited Apple car. You know, Apple's been designing or trying to get into the car market. They're talking about not having clear windows in the car, but instead virtual displays on the inside. They filed a patent for a virtual reality vehicle system that would match up the virtual view with the physical motion of the car that's traveling. So, for example, if you're driving down the grapevine or something like that, a long downward slope. You could project an image of a roller coaster on the side of your... Why would you do that? Well, it's a big weekend for Steve Gregory. He's got a special day on Sunday. But on Saturday, another special day because the Golden Mics will be held. And Steve Gregory usually wins about 80% of them. How y'all doing? You didn't push back on that at all. No. No. Well, I don't know yet because the awards will be announced tomorrow Steve night. Steve doesn't do self-deprecating. He does self-optimism. He's hopeful. <laughs> He's hopeful. He's hopeful on I a hopeful Friday. I did self-optimism last night. <laughs> Wait, were you also listening to the Harry Styles album like Mondo was? Who's Harry Styles? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend. That's fine. I don't That's know fine. who that is. Yes. If do. it's not Hans Zimmer, I don't know who it is. Hans Zimmer? He loves Hans Zimmer. If you've paid attention no, no, to any of the I productions know. of my past, <clears throat> All right. you'll know that a great many of them include music from the Hans Zimmer group. Steve's background is in orchestra. I know. Percussion is his dream. No, it's not my dream. I've already achieved it. I played. I've done. It's a that's my past. Self-optimism. What is coming up on the hitch 
I pulled a muscle getting out of bed this morning. I tell, is it my imagination? Are you, you guys dragging heard, ass today, you too? You should have heard no. the crack of my uh. hips as I adjusted in bed. It sounded like a line drive, the bat hitting the ball. Yeah. Her it hip, was Her right loud. hip had an exit velocity of 107 it miles an hour. It was out of control. <laughs> I was like, I just broke it. It's happening. This is how I die. That's what happens. And it was Broken fine. Hip. It was fine. What do you think it was? Old. Old osteoporosis. Yeah, <laughs> there comes a time in a woman's life when it's true. you know you got to pay attention to calcium. So you've, you've been through the flashes, right? No, I have not been I mean, through the flashes. But thank you. No, you were the no. It was you. Wait till the pepperoni pizza you, comes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's when I get the flashes. I don't have flashes. <laughs> All right, Stevie Gregory is, is the. Why is it that we sit during uh, break and we're of... completely quiet? And everything is like, we don't say a word And then to we each treat other. everybody to we're this trained. detritus and then we conversation. Turn on the microphones and it's like we're on. Hey. Hey. Okay, well, tell Steve us about whatever. Unsolved. He's the yes. host of yeah. Unsolved. With Steve, With Steve Gregory. Yeah. It's coming yeah. up tomorrow night. What's going on? Well, we've got a couple uh, great cases tomorrow. Uh, Sherry Herrera, found in the desert, um, March 30th, 1993, eastbound ramp of the Hayfield Road area, 50 miles east of Palm Springs off the 10. And... This is um, it's a disturbing case for a number of reasons. They found out that uh, this Sherry Herrera had been a prostitute and had frequented the uh, truck stops. And uh, they frequented truck stops up and down the five freeway. So she had some sort of a proclivity for doing that for work. Uh, they believe that uh, there might be a truck driver involved in this uh, because they actually think that there could be other cases that have similar backgrounds to it. So we're going to be highlighting that case tomorrow night. Also, the one that um, will be in our second hour is from the FBI. And the reason this is kind of an important one for us also is this is the first time we've gotten the FBI finally on tape. It's taken us about three months to get the FBI to come in and speak with us. They're they're notoriously um, quiet. Mm, yeah, and you know, this is another one of these things. One of the things I've had to do since starting the show is uh, I have to sort of prove myself to certain agencies because they just don't. Because the people that, like, when you guys are out in the field and we're done, you always deal with the same people all mm-hmm. the time. So they know you. They get to understand what you do and everything. The, a lot of these investigators and detectives have no idea who I am, and some of them do. But I still have to sort of start over every time. So with the FBI, and they're always afraid they're going to talk about something they shouldn't talk about. So that's the... That's the challenge we have here. I've gotten in such trouble with the FBI. I mean, from being out in the field and asking the wrong questions. I remember getting called into Chris Little's office with Laura Imeller and it being a whole thing. I remember that. Yeah. It was like a whole oh, thing. I was like, wow. sorry for asking questions. Isn't that what our jobs are? Yeah. But uh, but they do a great job. And listen, I'm always a firm believer that the FBI should not be telling us everything. We have no right to know everything. Uh, they should have secrets. So. And they have many. In fact, a lot of them dealing with this case that we're talking about, Kevin Robert Harris II, uh, he was killed September 20th, 2009 uh, in the city of Inglewood. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, that and the fact that they picked it up from the Inglewood Police Department. They were the initial investigators. And we talk a little bit about why the FBI is helping on a local case like this, because there's really no federal jurisdiction per se on this particular case. There's no RICO Act. There's none of that going on. So we talk a little bit about how Inglewood PD reached out to the FBI. FBI has taken a look at it because of an, a little-known law that passed back in 2012. It's the Violent Crime Act. So this allows the feds to get involved. All right. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about this, uh, the, the death of Kevin Harris from back in 2009. Steve Gregory, host of Unsolved.
with Steve with Gregory. Gregory has joined us. We'll continue. Gary and Shannon, the uh, member of the president's advanced security team, had uh, had to be sent home. He was in uh, South Korea. And it may have been two of them, actually, depending on which report you read. This team member works for the Department of Homeland Security Secret Service, detained in the early hours yesterday after getting in a fight over a taxi. According to officials at Yongsan District Police, uh, Reuters says at least one of those advanced security team members went home or, or is being sent home, I should say. Um, the pres- former President Trump is apparently giving up on Senator David Peru- uh, Perdue. The former senator is running against the incumbent governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. But the latest polls have shown that he's uh, losing by more than 25 points in the polls. So President Trump has decided to give up on David Perdue. Um, It's unique because Mike Pence has endorsed the incumbent, Brian Kemp, there. Well, I had heard that Trump's political machine and his people were upset with David Perdue because he wasn't doing enough. He wasn't helping himself enough. He wasn't getting out there. Yeah, and and if they're going to spend a bunch of money on him, they want him to be able to do that. Wall Street once again today in the red. The Dow dropped over 500 points in afternoon trading. This after it opened above 200, of course. Fears of a recession remain unabated. Investors now worried stocks are falling into a bear market. It's time for Dodger Baseball. Hey, this afternoon, Dodgers take on the Phillies in Philly. Tune in at 3 o'clock for your chance to win tickets to an upcoming day, a game at Dodger Stadium. You can stream every Dodgers game in HD on the iHeartRadio app. Keep Keyword AM 570 LA Sports brought to you by Chef Marito Seasonings. Mm. Steve Gregory joins us. Steve Gregory joins us every Friday to preview his hit show, Unsolved. With, with Steve, Steve Gregory. Gregory. <laughs> if there's any time you need us to do your VO, yeah. VO for me, yeah, just a show I should open actually, of some I should, kind. You know, and... I should actually record a promo for me. Mm. Record a promo for him. Just what, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, something like that. I mean, yeah. it would be. What can we do for you, Steve? I'll come up with a list. Yeah. Just if you throw us just a little extra stra- a scratch, you know, just who under you, the table, maybe. Who do you well, think has more awards? Do you think Mariah has more Grammys or Steve has more Golden Mics? Oh, oh Golden Mics. Steve, by far. Really? Yeah. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> if you find that comparison on Google, I'll pay you 50 bucks. Do you 50, have Do you it? have a number on how many you have? How no. Many? There's an estimates out there somewhere, but I don't. There's estimates and somebody, <laughs> somebody's put something together. You know what really freaked me out the other day with Google and all the Google crap is uh, all the Google. Crap. I was putting in Steve Gregory because there are other Steve Gregories out there. One's a saxophone player. Mm-hmm. One played for the Chargers. Uh, one, you know, there's a, a an author. But what's funny is that it came up Steve Gregory KFI or Steve Gregory. KFI wife or wife KFI. Oh, so Google is now telling you your future? That, I guess al- so. that always comes up because people are curious. Yeah, so it's like it's Steve weird. Gregory wife KFI. I'm like, well, no, that's weird. That's not my life choice. Uh, Mariah's got five Grammys, 17 World Music Awards, 11 AMAs, and 28 Billboard Music Awards. Five Grammys? That's it. I would have said many more. Those are tougher to get. So I win. Grammys are a tougher, that's a tougher one to get. Yeah, you do win, because Steve's got about 50 golden mics, at least. No, more than that, because you win seven or eight every year, and you've been doing this for 500 years. Don (sighs) Don Barrett's going to have to do a whole Steve Gregory golden (laughs) mic spread. He's not doing it anymore. 
Oh, he's not. No, no he's I don't just think so. Post an old article. Yeah. What um, yeah. But uh, yeah, tomorrow night it'll be it'll be a fun show. And like I said, Jacob is uh, nominated along with me for work we've done, and uh, so it'll be fun. You're gonna put him in a little suit. Make I'm not sh- gonna put him in anything. Make sure you get a picture of Jacob. I will. Okay. In a suit. The first hour, uh, you mentioned the case of Sherry Herrera. Uh, then the second hour, the story about Kevin Harris II, um, uh, the death of Kevin Harris II from 2009 in Inglewood. But as you mentioned before the break, the FBI gets involved. Yeah, you know, uh, it was apparently something when Inglewood PD knew someone in the FBI and said, hey, can you take a look at this? And and I said, well, that's kind of odd because you've got local resources commingling with federal resources and that happens but it's usually in a big task force or some big operation and in this particular case in 2012 uh, the violent crime act was passed and that allowed federal resources to be more readily available to local agencies so in this case they were asking the feds for help because then the feds weren't being taken from other cases and they weren't being spread too thin and this is a cold case and the fbi does do they do cold cases uh so they were able to Put the resources in this, in this case, case agent Sean Sterley uh, from the FBI LA field office, and he's been taking a look at it. And it's interesting because he's got working theories. He believes he knows kind of who did it and knows how they were and how this guy was set up. Um, and we kind of break it down and he really gets into and, and there's an exchange between the two of us, which is kind of funny because he's he's this is the first interview together. And he's him and Han in a little bit because he's wanting, he's trying to figure out how to tell me something without telling me anything. And it was pretty funny. There's kind of an interesting exchange in the in the in that hour where he's like, um, uh, well, you know, um, and I was like, you really want to tell me, don't you? And he goes, yeah, I really do, but he can't. So, um, so it's it's great to have the FBI on board because I guess it's been about three months to get them on board. So. And hey, if not, I mean, I'm sure they've got some some cases. And now, they, see, now that they've gone through it, right. and they know I'm not ambushing them, they know I'm not trying to, you know, expose something that they don't want to expose. And now they're like, as we're walking out, so oh, I got this other case on this case. So we're going to have much more from the FBI. So it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Have you penciled out like a five season arc for this thing, like a Netflix show, or what's uh, what's the future of Unsolved? Well, we're doing a lot with of with Steve Gregory. Yeah, we're doing a lot of. Uh, of these kind of cases, but then, you know, we have the Crime Fighter series that we've built into the body of the show, which highlights people, agencies, technology behind solving crimes. So that's taken on kind of a life of its own as well. So we're, and then we're going to be doing more video. Uh, we're going to be doing a tour of the the crime lab, the regional crime lab, the DNA area, the coroner's office. So we've got a lot of that stuff coming up. Awesome. Uh, Eight o'clock tomorrow night is uh, Unsolved with Steve Gregory. You can hear it here on KFI. You can hear it on the iHeart app and the podcast. After the episode airs, you can uh, listen to it at your leisure. So am I coming up next week then? Am I doing my live hit with you yeah. next week? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he is referring to, of course, our News and Brews, which comes up a week from today. We're going to be live at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. And not only are we going to have uh, cornhole, petting zoo, prizes, balloon animals, there will be pizza and nah, obviously nah. beer. <laughs> um, uh, also, the beer, the KFIPA label, we are unveiling that label today. Enough about the empty can. Where I'll actually show you what that label is going to look like today. They've mocked up a can for us, and uh, we'll put it on our social media at Gary and Shannon at about one o'clock today. Got all the letters on it. I'm assuming the one that I've seen is complete. Yes. <laughs> Do you tell Shannon about that? Yes, I get jokes. <laughs> she. I actually wrote back to uh, to Bart to yeah. Bart the other day when he sent us the labels. 
And I said he spelled his name wrong. He prefers to go by this. Hmm. Steve, thank you. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate it. All right. There is a mayoral candidate for Los Angeles. He is a long shot. He's trying to get headlines. And he did with this plea to everyone to take a lie detector test. We'll tell you about it when we come back. Amy. Oh, Oh, right. You said when we come back to. I lost track of time. I forgot where we were in the program. That's okay. Sometimes when Steve here is here, it just kind of like. Because you're having so much fun. I'm having so much fun. Well, I'm hopeful you'll pay attention next time. Thanks, to what time it, Gene. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there are 12 people hoping to secede Mayor Eric Garcetti as L.A.'s top guy, Big Daddy Downtown. In his words. And one of the guys is a guy by the name of Craig Grywe. Yep. And he is a business executive. And he, as you know, obviously has a very low name recognition. So he is trying to get some momentum in his campaign. And he has decided to challenge the other opponents to take a lie detector test. Here are a few problems with what, uh, what, with what Craig is proposing. A, it doesn't matter. B, it doesn't matter. And C, why are you doing this again? He just wants publicity, and this is the way to do it. He has answered four questions as part of the polygraph test. He has provided a picture of himself strapped to the machine. It's very odd, but here are the questions. Have you ever been under a criminal or ethics investigation or inquiry? Do you want to be... More than mayor, such as senator or governor? Do you, will you put the city's interests above your own personal and business interests? And do you believe that Roe v. Wade is settled precedent? Which is Because the mayor of the irrelevant. city has anything to right. do with... Uh, all right. I get it, I guess. He answered... No, no, yes, yes to the four questions. Now, I guess he missed the late 90s and all of the 2000s when it was pretty settled uh, precedent that the psychologists, by and large in this country, agreed that there is little evidence that lie detector tests accurately detect lies. (laughs) That natural emotions like nervousness can make a truthful person appear to be lying, while an actual liar might uh, pass that test by keeping their anxiety in check. Like, if you're a psychopath, you're going to pass a lie detector test because you don't feel any emotions. That needle doesn't move for you. But it does make for... uh, a fun talk about how you get publicity. You know, if you're a mayoral candidate and you're sitting with your team of two people or whoever's helping you along and you're like, nobody knows who I am. We don't have the money for this campaign. What should we do to make a splash and all the different ideas that would come up, you know, like, uh, you know, John Cox with the bear in his ads or Mike Fewer with the fake dog in his no, no, ads. No, it was a real dog. It was it a real dog. It wasn't, it wasn't really his. his dog, which is worse. <laughs> fake dog. It was a little wiener dog. It, it was, was worse. Actual dogs. but It's, it's kind of funny story. when you think about the gimmicks. Maybe we should do a gimmick. A lie detector test? No, but a gimmick for the show. Like what? I don't like- know. Um Something uh, something that would make a splash. Okay. Put our names on the map. Okay. Like a stunt of some kind? Yeah, like a stunt. All right. Jacob, uh, we're going to do a gas go round right now, and we're going to try to figure out what stunt should we do to get our names on the map. Maybe, uh... maybe even break into that... 
top 100 You're damn right. Why do you think I uh, started talking about this? Skydiving, for sure. Skydiving? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Stop trying to get me jump out of a plane. Skydiving seems like it's only a headline generator if something goes wrong. Right, it's been done. It's passe. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Nice try, though, Jacob. Jeez. Uh, Manda, we pay you big money to come up with great ideas. I'm going to have to say uh, we all get an air balloon. Like a hot air balloon. Well, That's except that there's a, a story a here that, um, let's see, here's the headline. Panicking passengers crash land tourist hot air balloon after pilot goes overboard. Yeah, yeah that got the news. Imagine can, if that happened to us. Can we do something that's not in the air? Amy, what's your idea? Well, you just shot mine down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was one of two. It was going to be either a mid, mid, uh, mid-air plane swap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or well, we'd be the first since the other guys failed. The other failed. guys failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, or you could do the uh, the jetpacks. Oh, you know where you yeah, fly yeah. the jetpacks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. maybe go into restricted airspace or something. See, the thing about a lie detector test is there's no damage. There's no uh, danger of dying or any sort of damage that will last your life. That's true. Very, very little chance you're going to break a leg. Maybe a we just. Test. Maybe we just start being hopeful that we're okay with not being on the list, you know, and that no one knows who we are. Or we hope that there's another list somewhere, maybe that we don't know about. Okay. That we're on, we're very close to the top, too. Okay. I'm hopeful. It's possible. It's very possible. All right, enough of that. Uh, When we come back... Monkeypox! Why should we be worried about the monkeypox? The concern is that we're seeing cases around the United States without obvious causes of transmission. And that causes concern because we're trying to figure out exactly how are these people getting infected? Is there a new strain of monkeypox that we're not aware of or has it become more transmissible in a way that we don't know? Currently, the CDC is monitoring six people in the United States after they sat near an infected traveler who had symptoms while on a flight from Nigeria to the UK in early May. There are about 100 cases around Europe also uh, that we're keeping our eyes on. The World Health Organization has announced that they're going to have an emergency monkeypox meeting where they get together and talk about the monkeypox. Um, Germany described it as the largest ever outbreak in Europe. Cases have been confirmed in the UK, Spain, Portugal, Germany, and Italy, as well as U.S., Canada, Australia. Would monkeypox get all this attention had we not just come off the heels of a pandemic well here's not that we're done with it yet i understand that but still it's funny that you mentioned that because i was talking about monkeypox today and my wife screamed at me that's not a thing monkey i mean it's technically a it is a thing but it's not something that we need to worry about generally. It's like concern porn. Like, look at all of the headlines monkeypox has dominated. And you just wonder if the news outlets got greedy during the pandemic in terms of all the hits and all the attention they got to create panic. And that uh, monkeypox is just the latest. Well, we said this while we were in the midst of it. This was, this COVID-19 thing was the Super Bowl for people in public health who, for the most part, kind of get lost in the shadows. They get There's very few high-profile public health officials outside of, like, the Surgeon General of the United States who are ever 
mentioned by name or paid attention to. But I don't think that people get into that field because they need attention. No, 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 no. That's you know? not, and I'm not saying that they do, but in the event that people start turning to you every single day to your one o'clock news You might get a little drunk on power. You might think to yourself, oh, I'm pretty important around these parts and there's uh, nobody's going to, you know, put a mask on unless I tell them to or no one's going to put a ma- take a mask off until I tell them to. Infection can develop after exposure to broken skin, mucous membranes, respiratory droplets, infected body fluids, or even contact with contaminated linens. Interesting. Whoa, I... That's a, that's a new one to me. I hadn't heard. Now I don't understand why you're content, why you're sharing contaminated linens. Well, like with towels, a, like if you're using a hand towel, and you've got a broken sore on your on your on your hand, and then somebody comes up behind you and uses the same hand towel, and they get your broken sore pus on them. Boom, monkeypox. You are a doctor, for God's sake. You're damn right. Um. Wait a minute. Can we go back to the open sore on your hand and that you're wiping it with a towel and then passing the towel to You may not know that your skin people? is broken and that you have monkeypox. I see. You know how many times do you have a cut on your hand that you don't notice? Um That pus is oozing out onto that linen. If I had a pussy cut, boom. I'm sure that I would find it uh, and know about it. Well, I don't think it has to get to the pus stage for it to infect someone else. There is an incubation period, 7 to 14 days. They say initial symptoms would appear like a flu, fever, chills, exhaustion, headache, muscle weakness. Haven't we all had that at some point? Followed by the swelling of the lymph nodes, which help the body fight infection and disease. Well, and then there's the sores with the pus, which yeah. we have not all had. The widespread rash and on the face, the body, including inside the mouth, on the palms of the hands, soles of the, the feet, and the raised poxes. Mm. Pearly, fluid-filled, often surrounded by red circles, the lesions finally scab... Sorry. The lesions finally scab over... And resolve over a period of two to three weeks. Generally not a fatal disease. Generally. Uh, I think anywhere, it's less than 10%. And that's only in the absolute worst cases where there is no um, vaccine available or treatment available. Smallpox vaccinations work against monkeypox. So if you were born anytime basically before, what was it, 72, I think, when they stopped doing it? Both of my sisters had smallpox inoculations. I, I didn't, so there was some cutoff in there. Um, but if you were born before then, chances are you are perfectly fine and uh, completely inoculated against monkeypox and getting it uh, uh, suffering from it. So, Well, that's good news. I mean. Because, uh, you know. You don't want monkeypox to ruin hey, your weekend. If you feel like you have monkeypox, do me a solid and let me know. I don't want the sores with the pus and the whole thing. That's what you're concerned about is you don't want it. You wouldn't you wouldn't care if I get them, but you're like, nah, well, you already I have, have delicate them. skin. I, I, I don't need to worry about your health. You worry about your own health. I will worry about mine. But you're all buttoned up today. You're all zipped up. Your jacket's all zipped up. You got long sleeves on. You got a hat on. Are you hiding monkey sores from me? They're called poxes. And no, the answer I have, no. Let me see your skin. You're hiding all your skin. That's not enough. That was like two inches of wrist. Just tell me you're not hiding any sores. I am not hiding any sores. Okay. 
Was that convincing? No. <laughs> I'm hopeful. Uh, next Friday, a week from today, we are going to be live at uh, Bravery Brewing in Lancaster for our News and Brews to kick off Memorial Day weekend. Um, they are brewing a beer for us called KFIPA, and just about an hour from now, we are going to uh, reveal the label for the KFIPA that they are going to be canning and have available for sale up there starting on uh, on Friday. Um, at 1 o'clock, we're going to tell you what that label is going to look like, and it's going to be up on our social media, at Gary and Shannon. We're going to have some of the people that you hear on the show up there with us. Some of the other people uh, from around the building have said that they would like to show up as well, and we'll see if we grant them permission to do so. Again, Bravery Brewing in Lancaster, Friday, May 27th. All the cornhole you can hole, all the petting zoo you can pet, all the prizes, balloon animals, pizza, beer, all of it. Next Friday, Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. Gary and Shannon will continue with all the trending stories coming up right after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.